Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 10th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. I keep trying to move along so that we can get through chapter six, but I just keep getting hung up in really cool verses. So today we're going to still be in Romans chapter two. Hopefully we'll move into Romans chapter three as well. But at the very end of Romans chapter two, Paul says something that if we just were to read it might not necessarily make a lot of sense, but wow, it is so significant when we really dive into it and when we kind of look at it through a modern day lens and kind of translate it for ourselves. In verse 28, it says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. So I thought, okay, this is kind of a complex couple of verses. What would happen if we translate this into our modern day culture and understanding? So instead of saying Jew, we'll say Latter-day Saint. And instead of saying circumcision, we'll say covenant, because remember, circumcision was the outward sign of the covenant. Let's see how this changes it. It says, for he is not a Latter-day Saint, which is one outwardly, neither is that covenant, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Latter-day Saint, which is one inwardly, and covenant is of the heart, in the spirit, and not the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Isn't that interesting what that just little change does for understanding those verses? Elder Oaks in his book, Pure in Heart, talks about these verses. He quotes these verses, and then he paraphrases it in his way, and I love it. It says, to paraphrase, a person is a true Latter-day Saint if he or she is so inwardly. If his conversion is that of the heart, in the spirit, those whose praise is not from men for outward acts, but from God for inward desires of his heart. That's how President Oaks kind of paraphrased or translated this particular verse. But then he goes on and he says, the issue is not what we have done, but what we have become. And what we have become is the result of more than our actions. It is also the result of our attitudes, our motives, and our desires. Now, once we put all that together and and we kind of translate it into modern day understanding, it becomes a lot more powerful, don't you think? It says it doesn't necessarily matter as much what we do outwardly if the inward doesn't match the outward, meaning we can do all the things right. We can check all the boxes. We can make all the covenants. We can keep all the commandments. But if we are doing all those things just as a checkbox, or if we're doing all of those things just to show people on the outside, hey, look, I'm doing these things then it doesn't really matter much and it doesn't really serve us much because it doesn't change who we are. As Elder Oak said, if our attitudes, our motives, and our desires don't match, then these actions aren't going to serve the purpose in making us more Christ-like, in helping us to become more like him. I was thinking about this and it made me think we have to be Latter-day Saints completely holy, right? On the outside, yes, we need to make covenants. We need to renew those covenants. We need to keep the commandments. 
but we need to do them with the correct attitudes, the correct motives, and with the correct desires. In the Sermon on the Mount, when the Savior says, be ye therefore perfect, what an overwhelming commandment. But let's not forget the Greek translation for the word perfect is actually whole. Be whole. Be a whole saint. Not just a saint on the outward. Not just a saint on how it appears to man. Not just a saint on the things that we do, but a saint on the inward. We need to be holy and completely true, holy and completely converted, have whole integrity, complete integrity, whole obedience, complete obedience. Now, in a lot of ways, we are not going to be perfect at this until well into the next life. So let's not get caught up in thinking, oh man, I'm just not that way. Sometimes I do what I'm supposed to do, but I do it begrudgingly or I do it not wanting to do it at all. We are going to not be perfect at this. However, the gospel of Jesus Christ should sink within our hearts and it should be something more than a checkbox or something more or even worse, something that we are doing only so that people can see that we are doing it. It is not enough to be a Latter-day Saint just on the exterior. It is not enough to be a Latter-day Saint just baptized and gone through the temple, someone who wears their garments and comes to church so that other people can see how good we are. But we need to be a Latter-day Saint through and through with our whole heart. That's what we're working towards, keeping in mind that perfection in that is not going to come in this life. But we can strive for that now, that wholeness, that whole purpose of heart type of worship now. So with that in mind now, let's jump over to Romans chapter 3. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, there's a scripture here that I wish we all understood a little bit more. Verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now this verse pretty much sums up the great dilemma of our mortal existence. Simply put, we all sin. We all make mistakes every day, possibly every hour of our lives. We are sinning. And sin, simply put, keeps us from returning back to God, no matter the sin. Our actions are not consistent with what is necessary to return to live with our Father in heaven again and to be celestial beings with him. So simply put, everyone, the very best person you know, down to the very worst person you know, every single one of us are kept from the presence of our Father in heaven because of our mistakes and because of our sins. There is no medium ground there. There is good and evil, and that is it. And every single one of us fall into the evil category because every single one of us has sinned, and that sin keeps us from returning to our Father in heaven. Now, this is what I wish we all understood a little bit more, especially those who have committed, quote unquote, more serious sins, because oftentimes people will make mistakes. They will sin and they allow that sin to keep them from church or to keep them from their covenants or to keep them from praying or reading the scriptures. They let that sin interfere or stand between them and the thing that could help them the most. And they do that because in their minds, their sin is so big that they can't come close to God now. What I wish people understood, whether it's those who have committed these big sins or people close to those who have committed these big sins, what I wish we all understood more 
is that my sin, which might be quote unquote little, maybe I'm judging other people or maybe I'm told a little white lie, that sin keeps me from God just as much as an alcoholic or someone who doesn't obey the law of chastity. My little quote unquote small sin of a little white lie does not make me more celestial than someone who is committing grievous sins. We all sin. And because we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God. But because we all sin, that means we all need and have access, equal access to the Savior's infinite atonement to heal us. Now, this idea that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God might feel miserable and hopeless, but take heart. Listen to how Elder Uchtdorf said it. He said, all is not lost. The grace of God is our great and everlasting hope. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the plan of mercy appeases the demands of justice and brings about means unto men that they may have faith unto repentance. Our sins, though they may be scarlet, can become white as snow. Because our beloved Savior gave himself a ransom for all, an entrance into his everlasting kingdom is provided unto us. The gate is unlocked. My friends, we may all fall short of God's glory, but the atonement of Jesus Christ is offered to all so that we, through his grace and his atonement, can be redeemed and return again to him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 